0: Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Striking Kicks podcast. Chayton here along with... Kenzie. And we've got another episode for you today. Kenzie, go let everybody know what we're going to be touching on in episode number three.
1: We're going to touch on League Night Week 4 and 5. I got a new ball, so we'll talk about that. And then we're going to talk about Chayton and the U.S. Open.
0: Yeah, I don't know about just me in the U.S. Open. Um, I think we're gonna talk about the U.S. Open in general, not just me
1: being there.
0: Now, no one wants to hear about that. Anyway, uh, yeah, League Night, Week Four and Five. I was not at League for Week Four because I was at the U.S. Open. Uh, So, how did I give us a rundown of how Week Four went?
1: Um, Week Four, it wasn't too bad, but it wasn't great. Um, I don't feel like I had a bunch of pressure on me, so no, it was more chill until the last game, um, me, <laughs> me and my mom needed to, we each needed to get like nine pins in the 10th frame, and we both ended up guttering and then getting one pin.
0: <laughs> what did you, wasn't it like you guys needed like four total pins or something like that?
1: Yeah, we needed, like, some very small amount that we should have been able to get. But it was it was weird because on that particular game, anything that she would do, I would instantly mimic the same thing. So our game was pretty identical, and then the end, we only needed a little bit, and we didn't get the little bit. <laughs> so. These
0: guys needed, like, four, like, it was less than ten pins and four shots to win the team game, and they fell short. From what I hear, from what I hear, poor Andy subbed for me, uh, stepped up in the 10th frame, didn't matter, because we could get nine pins or whatever it was in four shots.
1: Yeah, it was pretty rough, but other than so that, it was pretty
0: fun. Didn't, uh, someone shot 300, right?
1: Yeah, Corbett Austin shot 300. He was a couple lanes away from us, but yeah, shot a big game.
0: It's cool. It's tough to do in that center. It's hard j- to strike. A lot. And
1: it was on the end pair, which, when we were at the Storm Utah Open, I felt like a lot of people said it was really hard down there. So,
0: mm. V, interesting. Well, week five came, and this was the first time I got to see you bowl competitively, I guess, with your new ball. We threw it a few shots at uh, HQ, Storm HQ, and you looked better, uh, it was it takes some getting adjusted. We went, we bumped you to fourteen pounds. We got your fit in. Uh, we were throwing twelve, and now, you know, we're we bumped you to fourteen. Uh, and go ahead and let him. Now that you know, uh, we've got a fit for you. You know the fit now. How does a heavier fourteen pound ball feel?
1: Um, I don't know. I said this last time. It doesn't feel a whole ton different, but I noticed that I am. I'm still yanking a little bit, but I think that's just because of like how I'm throwing it. But um I feel like I am doing it a little less, right?
0: Yeah, it's not as exaggerated. You can't manipulate the ball in your backswing nearly as much because the ball's heavier.
1: Yeah. Well
0: um, Yeah. When you throw it good, it strikes. We we had a couple of shots in week five where uh, we we kept our shoulders quiet. We didn't pull down from the top of the backswing and uh, the ball was pushed away on time, got to the bottom of the swing at the correct time, and, and you came out of it, the ball hooked a little bit, and you actually hit the right side of the head pin and struck. I think that's the first time I've seen you hit the right side of the head pin and strike. We've had a couple where you, you go through the face and it caves in a bucket or something, or go Brooklyn, but we haven't really gotten one. Every time you hit the pocket, it's like a 4-pin because it's too high, or you 10-pin This time, dead flush, with your 14-pound ball, hooked a little bit. We got you night road. Yep, uh, and it you're once you once everything kind of lined up, your hand was in the right spot, without you really even knowing, and it hooked a little bit and, and struck. So good.
1: Uh, the other I, grips are different colors, <laughs> so uh, that bugs the OCD a little bit. But <laughs> other than that, it's a great ball.
0: Okay, why don't? Uh, what does it feel like actually throwing it for score now? Because some people, uh, what, what happens a lot is a lot of people use their upper body to throw a bowling ball. They use their, their arm or trying to squeeze it a lot. But now that you have a fit and we've bowled some competitive games, how does how does it feel? You said it doesn't feel much different from your 12-pound ball. Does your hand hurt at all now? Do, do you feel like it's harder to throw it all? Anything like that?
1: I feel like when I'm bowling, I'm actually not thinking about how heavy the ball feels or anything. I'm thinking about a lot of different things. <laughs> Because there's a lot of things I need to work on. Mm-hmm. Um, so to be honest, I mm. I don't really pay attention to it.
0: see. Well, I guess it's a good thing that you're not, because that means that it's not glaring. So you're trying to hang on to it. You haven't really dropped the ball at all. Hasn't stuck at all. So I think we nailed your fit. So shout out to me on that one, ball driller guy over here. But uh, you look... You look comfortable throwing it, even though it's 14. I know that's a big question for a lot of new bowlers, um, that when they bump up in weight, especially when they're using their thumb, how that's going to be. Because you know, 12 pounds is a lot lighter than a 14 pound ball, but when, once it's once you got the fit, it feels better. Your pin carries a lot better. We were getting consistently seven, eight, or nine. Uh, the one because in the past we've had those disaster games where you get like 60, 65. And Now your bad game is 90. Because our first ball,
1: my lowest game was a fifty-eight.
0: Was that on week four? No. Ew.
1: that, that was a thousand the beginning. Dang,
0: <laughs> that's Jim Furyk right there for my golf nerds, Mister Fifty-eight. But <laughs> that's not a good score in bowling. Um, but we we've kind of we've avoided that because I think a lot of t- what happens now is you you get seven, eight, or nine pins. The struggle that we have now is we don't know what where your ball is going. Yeah. So when we have a single pin spare or you know at eight you know eight pins or two pin spare, it's a little harder. Sometimes we don't have just the 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 luck factor in now anymore. We have to throw the ball in the right direction because before you you you'd leave some sort of washout combination, you would just throw the ball again straight and sometimes you'd get lucky and maybe catch a spare and a strike, but I think we've struggled a little bit now. Consistently picking up spares. Once we pick up three or four more of those, you got to think that's you know eight to ten pins per game extra per frame. So if we pick up if we picked up three more spares, that's about twenty five pins per game. So we, we we already automatically bump you up to like a one twenty game if we just start picking a couple of those spares because
1: the spare game's been a little rough. I've only shot a one thirty one as my highest. Yep. And there's been like. Maybe two or three other games that are over a
0: hundred. A lot of that's because of the spare game. We just don't know where your ball is going. It could go drastically left. It could go horribly right. When you get it right, it's usually pretty good. But it just hurts the most on spare shots because we have to throw in the right direction, and we set you up to throw it in the right direction. And when you don't, then it's just a dash, dash eight, dash seven, dash. So we're working on it on it. Kenzie's working on getting some lessons from Marsha, said that she would give you some lessons, so she's gonna, we gotta figure out a time that you guys can meet up and uh, get you some lessons. I think you've got a good base. You look athletic, it's just, at first it's awkward swinging the ball and, and getting into the right right spot, and obviously Marsha's physical game is uh, pretty elite, so.
1: Yeah, we just posted her on our Instagram today, so... She'll go check that out she killed it at the storm Utah open so there's a shot there
0: yeah I uh League nights have been a little rough for you boy. I haven't bowled <laughs> very good at all at League night Steph's Steph's just having fun she's just there
1: so some games she freaking she does really good
0: yeah some days see the I don't the thing is with her she can like she picks a couple but she has a game where she has like
1: four or five marks and gets like six strikes
0: Oh, not six strikes. No, no. She has like two or three strikes and two or three spares. And then all of a sudden, it's 140. Yeah. We'll get you. We're going to get you there. We're going to get you there. I, what happens with Steph is she consistently, she throws the ball a little in the same direction more often is what happens. And that's not necessarily that she throws it well. She could she throws a little backup. No trade. No no disrespect. But she consistently throws kind of the same shot. And it's in in a general direction. So sometimes she picks a couple of spares, especially when she throw has four or five shots in a row where she throws it in the same spot. Well, then it becomes a little easier to pick spares. We're you're a little more sporadic right now. Your good shots are really good. Bad shots are really bad. That's that's a little bit of me. That's a lot of bit. My my good shots are really good, and my bad shots are really bad. And I have more bad shots than good ones. A lot more bad shots than good ones. So my spare game's been getting worked on had spare time quite a bit.
1: Mine has not.
0: We gotta get we gotta get you a spare ball soon. We gotta bag that twelve pounder.
1: Practice room. is what we need to do because yeah. the only time we're bowling is at league. When are you gonna come practice? Guy, I don't know. You don't know. Well, next,
0: <laughs> next win. Next topic. <laughs> next topic. This guy. What is the next topic?
1: Uh, are we done talking about league and everything?
0: I think so. Right? You're the you're the schedule keeper. You're the schedule keeper guy.
1: Nope. Uh, next we gotta talk about the U.S. Open.
0: U.S. Open. I was there. I don't know how many people care about that. It was it was cool. Met a lot of people. But uh the show. The show. We didn't really get to watch the show.
1: We had to watch the first match on Sunday.
0: Until so we, okay, we watched Saturday's show. Saturday show we had no issues watching. Yeah. Which I'm going to try to keep it PC, but I uh, it's PC. Politically correct. PC principle. I predicted it kind of didn't matter, and I was kind of wrong, kind of right. Kind of wrong, kind of right. I said no one from the second show is going to win, and ultimately that was correct. Now there's a little more context to that, but the nine-person ladder, not for me. Not for me. But that's the only show we really got to watch, was the first part of the nine-part person stepladder, which uh, you had some comments, on Knowles, the guy that ended up bowling Kyle Troop in the final match of the first stepladder, what did you think of Mr. Knowles?
1: I thought, so leading up to that, all the matches, he had, what, two or three before Kyle?
0: Uh, three. Three matches.
1: Um, He... Was pretty lucky, in my opinion, because he, he, I don't know if it was a bad shot or what, or it just happened to look bad. But then instantly, the next guy threw it worse or left more pins. And it was just like this constant thing. And it was every single game. But I mean, he, he looks cool as a bowler and <laughs> got his arms all tatted. I don't know. Looks like a cool guy but he definitely got a lot of... I don't know if that they were, like, lucky breaks or anything, but...
0: No, that's he, a good assessment, yeah. He got a couple of good breaks.
1: Yeah, if he threw it bad, the other guy threw it worse. Or yeah.
0: so. See, this this is valuable. information Because you don't, you're do not you not 100% into the sport. You don't know everything that's going on, the small idiosyncrasies and nuances of what's happening. So to... The casual bowler or non-bowler that happened to tune in and watch that, this is what they're seeing: is that Knowles, and I, I could tell you, well, the pattern was really hard, and and both of the every match they had, they kind of both similarly, and and you're right that Knowles got lucky quite a bit. He, he would trip out a split or something, and then somebody else would go and split like the Marshall Kent match. He goes two ten, two ten to finish. So you Knowles kind of looked out there because Kent kind of had that one in the bag, but. I mean, this is the perspective of someone who maybe doesn't understand fully the difficulty of the pattern, how the set goes, the pressure that they're under—all of these different little things that maybe a hardcore bowler would know what they're watching. So uh, that's an important takeaway. When the patterns are this hard, a lot of luck comes into play because you're not going to throw 100% good shots. Um, Matches were tight. I'll give them that. You know, the lowest game was like 190. The highest game was like 210. So they were they were tight, but. In my opinion, my entertaining, I guess, opinion, um, not entertainingly tight. They were like, like you said, Knowles wouldn't necessarily throw it great and then make a spare. And then the next guy after him would throw it just a little bit worse and then make a worse spare or or open. And it's just that kind of back and forth. The pacing gets really slow. And for the non-bowler, I don't know how much they enjoy watching.
1: I wouldn't say that I didn't enjoy watching it but it was just kind of like you knew that if he threw a bad shot the next guy was just gonna throw it worse i called it a few times like oh he's gonna win because this guy's just gonna throw it worse true and true that's
0: it it is yep so i don't love that personally and i don't know how attractive that is to maybe people who don't love when bowling's as hard as it could possibly be um so, that was the first show, and Kyle Troop ends up winning the match and moving on. And I had said, first show's not going to matter. It does matter. How many often does the five seed ever even win the tournament? Not very often. I almost ate my words. I didn't end up beating them. Almost did, though. As Kyle Troop almost ran the ladder, and the whole tournament came down to essentially one shot. Now, we only got to watch the first match, which was with Richard, Richie Teese and Kyle Troop on FS2. Some people didn't have FS2. We had FS2 because Fox was finishing the UConn women's basketball game. FS1 was another women's basketball game. And FS2 was Arena Cross, but they overlaid Arena Cross with PBA. So we watched the first match. First match is over at Custom Commercial, and then we get a notification saying that it's going to Fox. Then what happens?
1: We went to a lot of different channels and ended up on a, like, PBS science type thing.
0: Yeah. I went to Fox, like I was told, by FS2. There was no bowling on Fox. There was PsyQ and some lady telling me about some hippos. And then we jumped around a bunch of channels and I came back to Fox to see if maybe they changed it. They didn't. We got great value whacked out sports. I was not a happy guy. It was pretty rough. Fortunately, on my same, the same, you, hopefully YouTube is not watching this, but my same account that I have given my parents in Las Vegas, so they can watch TV. My same YouTube TV account. I don't have Direct TV because I heard there were some problems with Direct TV and, and Fox or some other channel. We don't have Direct TV. We have YouTube TV. My parents, on the same exact account, were able to watch, on Fox, the final of the U.S. Open. So, we had my mom prop up her phone onto their projector, their $150 projector onto a white wall. You can barely see anything. Couldn't hear and watched it on FaceTime. We had to watch bowling on FaceTime. How many people are going to go through the links to watch? FaceTime?
1: I wouldn't have.
0: I don't know. That was pretty rough for me. I'd love to go into all the different nuances of the game, but I was pretty salty. Most of it, I I missed most of it up until the three quarters of the way through the Simo troop match, which was the second to last match.
1: And the match that you wanted to watch.
0: Yeah, that was the match. That was the match I wanted to watch. And it ended up being that EJ Tackett and Kyle Troop's match was good. will get to that here in a sec. But your boy was pretty salty. Your boy was pretty salty. Uh, I just, I don't know, we kind of talked about this a little bit. And I could see, in, like, the only thing that network television has at this point in sports, in my humble opinion, and that may be a little drastic right now. But I think why they spend so much money on the rights of NASCAR, NFL, MLB, NBA, all these big sports, they don't really care about bowling all that much. I don't know. I'm so, I That maybe is a discussion for another day how long the Fox contract lasts with the PBA. Because some of the, the, the production wasn't great. And I, I we'll, we'll get to that here at the end. But IQ is more important. Yeah. And. I don't know, man, like, we don't have these issues streaming to, well, YouTube, that's what we use, so obviously we're going to be biased, that's biased, I know, but, like, Peacock or any of the other Amazon Prime, like, Prime Video, because they have the NFL now, YouTube TV has, as the NFL, they're not regionally based, there's no regional affiliate with these things that can mess it up, so, I don't know, In in five to ten years when, like, the people that If you pay for a direct TV that much money, uh, you know, God help you, I guess. (laughs) I would look at other avenues. But once those people kind of stop paying or don't exist anymore, put it nicely, (laughs) I don't know how much longer TV has network TV and and they're going to have to find ways to to stream it because it's just, I, I can't, that is unacceptable to me, and it doesn't happen anywhere else except TV and they make you pay up the ass for it and then they still mess it. And there's contract issues. You pay for a direct TV, and then because they couldn't negotiate a deal with Fox, then you don't get it for like three weeks. What a mess! What a mess! I think eventually it'll just be more profitable for NASCAR, NFL, NBA to just almost have their own streaming stuff, or or make a deal where it's streamed on the internet, and there's no regional no regional based BS. There's my rant on that. You got my phone.
1: Why, quite the rant.
0: Um. Anyway back to the bowling um the simo match. i don't even really know what happened to be honest with the simo match i heard a lot of things i heard it was good it was a little chippy uh don't know exactly what happened i think simo said he missed a move on one of the lanes that was kind of the it's kind of the thing with tv it transitions very quickly but with that much oil the transition's really weird when it happens fast because there's not a lot of developed friction left so typically when when you're bowling on a tournament as you You take up oil in the middle part of lane. You can kind of inch left, right, and then you just develop more friction to kind of slow the ball down. But when it happens so fast, because the oil is hot from all the lights, when you do that jump in, there's not enough friction to slow the ball down, and it gets very tough. So when it transitions fast like that, it becomes very difficult. From what I hear, Simon misses a move. A lot of people have told me he probably had that game in the bag. Until then, uh, and then troop ended up winning so the ball ej tackett this one i actually did get to watch most of it was a good back and forth match and lo and behold the u.s open in fifty thousand dollars hundred grand to first fifty to second fifty grand came down to one shot and kyle troop uh i heard he threw a really bad shot in the in the simo match apparently that didn't end up hurting him too bad but i feel like this match that ball in the tenth frame was awful It was well left. uh, I don't... Tough. I mean, the guy has been on TV He's probably a top three or four bowler right now in the world, but the ball's bad. It it was a good five or six left and and big four.
1: Yep. (laughs) Ken's, we need some of your opinions on this. I... But that's the thing is I don't... I don't... Okay. All right. So there's... Some shots I can see that I'm like, oh, okay, that that's a good one. Or I can identify that. But then there's some that I'm like, I don't have that feeling. <laughs> so,
0: so what what did you think well, of the match in general? The, the Kyle Troop and EJ Tekken match? What did you feel about
1: it? From what I remember, that was like two whole days ago. So <laughs> um, it was pretty close the whole time, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, it was pretty close the whole time.
1: Yeah, I feel like once... So, like, if one did something bad, the other one did something bad, but it wasn't, like, worse. It was just, like, the same, almost.
0: Is that right? Yeah, I, I think they put a good back-and-forth match It was entertaining, I do think. That match, specifically, I think the rest of the matches, take it or leave it, in my honest opinion, this match was pretty good. Obviously, it's the title match. Uh, Kyle Troop on the right lane goes... Uh, What he was 7-9, tripped the nine out. Then I think he flagged it. Flagged the seven. And then the next shot on the right lane, 7-9. Back to back on the right lane. That was tough to watch. But yeah, ultimately it was very close. 50 grand came down to one ball. Came down to one ball. Kyle Troop face. E.G. Tackett steps up and flushes.
1: You have a very good memory.
0: Yep. Yeah. I Well, I pay attention to these things. These things are important. So... Hey, we got a little bit of... I, I remember when we introduced the idea of the Championship Bowling Masters and people like, What about off? That's too much luck. Well, guys, it's good to watch. It's fun to watch. We had a lot of people... Your mom sent, sat back behind the Nick Pagaro kyle Morrison match. They ended up with Kyle Morrison 17 And she was shook. I looked back and her draw was on the floor. She doesn't know anything about bowling. But she knew... That was an awful break to lose the match after in his 16th game. So, it's entertaining to watch and even you can bowl as many games as you want in this U.S. Open and it still, it came down to one shot. EJ Tackett struck, Kyle Troop didn't. So, we're we're, we're just making it happen more often. That's all. We're just making it happen more often. Because it's entertaining to watch.
1: Yeah, we're just making it happen in a more exciting way.
0: Yeah. So, props to that match. It was good. And my final gripe, maybe not my final gripe, but one of my biggest issues, and this is where I really get that Fox kind of just doesn't care about bowling, is the U.S. Open. Biggest tournament in bowling. Supposedly, the most prestigious, right? A major championship. EJ Tackett wins, okay? Very emotional. He lets out his emotions. He looks great. Awesome. good. We only got 30 seconds of that. My man ran over to, uh, to hug his dad, and we got Randy Peterson out there. I don't even know what he said. Something, Is that his dad or Daddy Tackett? Or, yeah,
1: he said Daddy Tackett.
0: So, something to that extent that didn't really make sense. And, I mean, maybe that's not Fox's fault necessarily, but we got 30 seconds of it. The guy ran out there with a the green jacket, throws it on him. He says, thanks to two people, cut, and now we're watching NASCAR.
1: Well and while he was like saying thanks to all these different people they're just talking about what's coming oh, on man. like they're talking over him talking so he he's talking you can hear that he's talking but then the announcers are talking about NASCAR and it's just over what he's saying yeah. so it it looks really bad it, it just look you clearly tell they don't care they don't care about what's happening that
0: was a very special moment triple crown Ninth player to ever get the triple crown, EJ Tackett does. Uh, he struggled on TV. Did and
1: they, they say that mm-hmm. after like when he won? Did they say anything about the triple crown?
0: I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember if this. this is another thing. I... Formula One has gotten very popular. Darts has been very popular, and they're popular on social media. They go viral and stuff. NBA obviously been popular. In NFL. What, what do all these things have in common? Is that their commentary is good. These guys, like in Formula One at the end of the race when it's close, are losing their minds. Darts, these guys go, they they went viral mostly because of the guy calling the action lost it. It doesn't feel big or exciting when we're talking about Danishes and donuts. Danishes and donuts, guys. That's what we're talking about. Could you imagine in the middle of a formula one race we're like ah you know what the difference between a Tota and a danish is that's a hole in the middle could you imagine <laughs> like i just that's just baffling to me like we just i like if you're watching that like that to you you were off put by this you're like what are we talking about right now?
1: yeah well and the guy in the crowd had his i love danishes sign which, because the guy that was bullying was from Denmark. Right, right. So, makes sense. But they cut to that sign at least seven times. Yeah, and they just kept talking about it. Yeah. I
0: don't know. but So, that's just one.
1: So, then, at that point, it just seems like there's nothing else to talk about. Yeah. About us, not stupid, uh, a sign, a <laughs> random sign in the crowd, and you have to talk about pastries.
0: Yeah, I, we could do a better job. I don't know, it just doesn't feel big, it doesn't feel important, it doesn't feel exciting when we're talking about nonsense, unfortunately. And this is bowling's biggest tournament, right? It's supposed to be the most prestigious. And... It's just a lot of things wrong that just don't sit right with people, I don't think. And and obviously we're the hardcore bowlers are going to be very excited because EG Tackett with the crown, that's really cool. But objectively, from a perspective that isn't a hardcore bowler, I know a lot of people were saying because, like, the Pro Bowl was on, people didn't really want to watch. There wasn't a lot of sports going on. NBA wasn't really on. Football was over, right? We're waiting for the Super Bowl. There's no baseball. NASCAR hasn't started yet. Like, there's not a lot going on at that time. So we had some people watching, and they get introduced to to that. And, I don't know, maybe I'm the minority in that. I think I've seen a couple of comments. and they only gave E.J. Tackett X amount of time. NASCAR had, like, 10 hours of coverage of of the Clash and exhibition race beginning of the season. They did all kinds of interviews, made it feel important, gave us some backstories on some of the the, the race, the, the drivers and stuff, and we just do none of that. We do none of it. And then at the end of, like, when EJ is, you know, in tears essentially, we get we get no, no interview, we get nothing after the fact. No, there's no, po- like, no one posted an interview. Like, could we not have taken a camera and just posted it to our social media? You know what I mean? Like I, I we go down there and interview the guy. Typically, when they when they win, like we ever interview Cameron Henning, and you know we, when we do our own thing, that's that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna go down there and and try to capture those things, and I can record that on on the stream so that we control the stream, so we're never gonna cut it off. But if if that's our turn and so it got cut off somehow, we're gonna grab the camera and do an interview. Like we have to get this emotion. This is important. And just
1: I feel like it also takes away the importance for. Like, EJ Tackett. Yeah. Like, they're kind of, now, like, he just won the biggest bowling tournament or whatever. And, okay.
0: Kind of. That's what it felt like. Yeah, they're talking over him while he's kind of, like, giving his spiel. Like, the spiel he gets, they're talking over him on. And, I don't know. I don't know, guys. Like, I know that's, I'm not saying that's directly the PBA's fault, but it's someone's fault fox's fault they don't care but pba signed the deal with fox fox has given them x amount of tv slots we're trying to take them up by gimmicky nine person step ladders i don't know man i I talk about this a lot there are there's it's very hard to pinpoint one thing and be like that's what's wrong with bowling that's why we don't grow like darts pickleball formula one all these other sports it's very hard to do and it's because it's not it's not one thing it's just thousands of little things that add up and then it's giant it's just drastic you just keep pointing out different things the announcers the way it's presented on tv the way it's shot they have non-bowlers doing it and they don't know what's cool then you have non-bowlers announcing it which we want non-bowlers opinions but then they're talking about stuff that's nonsense they don't take it seriously and that's just a microcosm of a bunch of different things that's wrong, and and unfortunately, when you bring someone new to the game, I, I want to say, "Hey guys, my buddies, PBA's on, nothing else all it's clicking on," and we're talking about Danish's donuts. They're gonna laugh at it, honestly.
1: Danish's donuts and Daddy Tackett. It's just the three Ds above.
0: This is it's frustrating to watch, and and I don't know, I'm we're. We're doing our own thing. We're trying to fix it. And we'll see. We'll see if what happens with that, I guess. I don't know. It's frustrating. There's a little bit of my rant. You'll probably hear more of it. Uh, that's your boy's opinion. And it. Kenzie is a little biased, but she doesn't have quite as much bias as me, I don't think. But she doesn't have the bowler's perspective on things. So when these things are popping out to her, she's not the only casual bowler that's a popping out to and says, what the hell is this? And that's a problem. That's a problem because they're not those people aren't going to be vocal. They're not going to be vocal. They don't follow people on so they don't follow the PBA on social media. They they don't follow. They don't. They're not active bowling. They don't typically post bowling. It's just now that we're seeing a resurgence in younger people post about bowling on their social media. So they're just going to be pretty quiet about it. Yeah. yeah. It's I, anyway. Anyway.
1: What's the point of saying something to people that don't seem to really care? True. To change.
0: Add that to the 1,000-long item list of things that are wrong. So, anyway, the ending was great. The match, the final match, I will at least, I mean, I'll give them props. The EJ Tackett-Kyle Troop match was dramatic. Kyle Troop had a shot to shut him out. Didn't do it. EJ Tackett steps up, packs 10. What more could you ask for? That, That is what you ask for. It's not 50 games of straight qualifying to see who can lead the tournament by the most pins. Uh, it's not how who could throw the as many games as possible to see who's truly the best bowler. People don't they don't care. I don't know. Let's qualify more matches. We like to see head to head matches. Bowling does it really well, I think, and we need to capitalize more on it because of that. If I if if we if we showed that small portion to somebody who's not bowling, they might feel something. They might feel something. Ah, like, oh, that's pretty cool. But over the course of two days and nine different matches. It kind of gets lost in translation so I don't know good, good match though good match EJ Tackett Kyle Tripp congratulations to EJ Tackett and uh, we learned it, it confirms to me that even at the US Open with as many games as you have to bowl to get to the show it comes down to one shot and it's pretty damn dramatic when it comes down to one shot so hey Championship Bowling Masters the end of September you're going to see some one shot roll offs baby
1: be there, be square. <laughs> and you got to shout out Dallas. for how far he
0: went. Dallas, yes, yes. Friend of the channel. Um, Bulls on Leon. events, Dallas Leong. Great run. I wish I could have put money on them. So this is another thing. Fox oh, Bet oh, says no. you can make all. <laughs> oh, no. Hey, anyway, I'll make this quick. I'll make this quick. Fox okay. Bet, they have like an app. There's only like four states you can actually bet on it said that they were gonna make odds and stuff and they kind of did but they only let you bet a very low amount uh, and i heard that there was problems with it all the time I don't know. Just stuff like that they say they're gonna do some and they only do it half-assed I feel like betting and bowling would be legit I don't know why it is does anybody anybody in the comments have connections to odds makers in Vegas why do they not why can we vote, why can we bet on the randomest freaking things but nationally televised bowling, we're not able to. Someone, someone, uh, There's got to be someone smarter than me that knows the answer to that question. I don't know. Anyway, that's the last thing. Shout out to Dallas because the only reason I bring that up is because I, I would have put money on Dallas. Especially after the first day because uh, his odds would have been astronomical, I feel like. And he made it pretty far. He was a couple games away, it sounds like, from having a real shot. Like the, He got a little lost in match play. I think it sounded like match play if, down a little bit softer. I don't know. I saw some bigger scores in match play. It could have been just the bonus pins. Dallas looked like he struggled a little bit. Uh where other people like EJ Tech and led him by almost 20 pins. So, that's the only reason to bring it up. Shout out to Dallas Leong making it far in the US Open. We've seen him on the channel quite a bit. I know someone asked, I think, remember on like Facebook, who's hell thing Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> we got the content
1: over here. A lot of good bowls. A lot of good bowlers. And do you want to know why he did so well? Why? Can you take a guess? Mm-mm. Because he did it for Jordan. <laughs> this... <laughs> oh
0: my! Like, that's the...
1: our that's our girl on Mean Girl Pod. So if she if she ever wants to hang out with me, Dallas could be there maybe.
0: <laughs> We're gonna clip this part. <laughs> Both that and tag her and be like, hey. We've
1: been trying, you know. We've been mm-hmm. trying
0: big time. This all right. Well, Ken's that's a uh, striking kicks episode three, epic rants, and some good perspective. Some good perspective. you Got any last yeah. words for those watching at home?
1: No, I don't. Hopefully, hopefully, I do better in league tomorrow. We've late made tomorrow. made the halfway mark, and I've not gotten much better so.
0: I think you've got There's better. That. We, 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 like we said, we eliminated those 60 games, 50, 60 games, because we're getting seven, Bear? eight, or nine. Yeah, but that's progress. That's progress. You need to take a step back and understand that this is your fifth time bowling competitively. Anyway, uh, I was going to say something I was about to say. Oh, we got some cool stuff in the works, guys, and we announced recently that we're working with uh, Steve Clemkin in the Coach K Scholarship. So uh, we got some pretty special things in store other than just making a donation to a good cause to help uh, some kids and their academics. But we've got some cool things coming down the pipeline. Details are being worked out right now. And like I mentioned in some of the live streams, February, March-ish in this time. So we're getting real close to some big announcements. If, you, if you're on the website, championship bowlingcom sporadically, you'll start seeing things coming through as I start to build them so that we can make some announcements. There's some things right there. There's some dates of some events. Don't know where they're at yet, but we got the dates down. Uh, We should have locations here soon, names of stuff, and a lot of cool stuff rolling out here very soon. So if you don't already, hit that follow button on all of our platforms. Subscribe to the channel and uh, go to the website. Podcast. And podcasts, yes. Aqua Podcast. Apple Podcast, leave us a review. Please help us out. Spotify. Give us a
1: comment yeah, somewhere.
0: Ooh, 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 We got it. We're going to start doing uh, uh, guests, yeah. guests. Yeah. So if you have in mind someone you want to see, hear from, on the Striking Kicks podcast, let us know down in the comments. Yes,
1: yeah. Your favorite oh. bowlers or whatever.
0: Perfect. All right, guys. Well, that is it for episode three for the final time. We'll see you next time.